You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Thursday edition. Our guest, Chris Raybon, joining us today in his six-pack of favorite picks for the Week 16 schedule. And we all know how extremely different this football season has been. But Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. At BD Peacock on Twitter, at Williamson NFL, and our next guest, at Chris Raybon. Joining us once again, my favorite day of the week, Thursdays. And happy Christmas Eve, everybody. Chris Raybon of the Action Network to make his six-pack of bets for week 16. Only one more regular season week after this. Chris, uh, how are you, man? I hope you're having a happy beginning to your holiday. Or I guess maybe your holiday begins immediately after this, as mine does. <laughs> happy holidays, fellas. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to... To, to reverse course from last week, uh, Stuck and I had our worst week. We went 0 for 6. Uh, that, will, <laughs> that will happen in a long season. You know, you have the peaks and valleys. But, uh, yeah, trying to put that one behind me and uh, get on to week 16. You got to have a short memory, right? I mean, like a corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like a cornerback. You got to. Absolutely. I mean, last week we were like we were like a rookie undrafted corner. So. <laughs> Getting picked <laughs> yeah. off by Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right. And then you get oh, the yeah, backdoor yeah. cover. Well, not last week's Aaron Rodgers because that, that wasn't a great Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah that was a good point. <laughs> Which game was more frustrating last week for you guys? Was it the Eagles and just barely missing that one by a half point with the with the Cardinals? Or was it the, the Jets? The Jets uh, game where that, not I, only did they not – lose by 17 or more they they beat the rams yeah that was that was nuts i wish they had uh, done that a couple weeks ago against the raiders but uh yeah no i felt good about the eagles that'll happen uh you know they failed to cover by a half point but uh i think the t- you know stuck was talking about it on the podcast uh he feels like he miscapped the uh the broncos game a little bit maybe underestimated the the bills so yeah it was it was just a bad week like you know there's there's no getting around it uh it'll happen sometimes matt and i were talking yesterday and and i thought you had thrown out there that the kansas city chiefs i don't know if the chiefs are on your six pack this week so so we don't have to spoil that yet but uh, but i wanted to ask you before i forgot how are the chiefs doing as far as covering the spread was it somewhere around 500 this year uh, I, I'm, let me pull it up right now. I believe they went on a little losing streak against the spread because Miami is actually the has been the most profitable team. They're yeah. eleven and three. The Kansas City Chiefs are they're we, seven and seven. Okay, yeah. What we were talking about is they don't really blow anybody out, you know, and the lines are always big. Yeah, they uh, you know they they're kind they kind of are, have been coasting and they've been playing a bunch of close games. I mean. About, you know, since that Jets game, it's been, you know, 33-31, 35-31, 27-24, 22-16, 33-27, and 32-29. The Falcons are not one of our six-pack picks. Uh, There's some injury questions, you know, as we were recording. So you had, you know, the uncertainty with Julio Jones, which you're going to need in a a matchup against this high-powered offense. But also uh, Alex Mack, the center for Atlanta is is questionable, and if he doesn't go, that's a big loss as well. Ooh, that'll be interesting. They can they can turn the page on their new draftee, Matt Hennessy, who I, I really liked in the draft, and I thought he was someone who really fit a uh, 
you know, an outside zone scheme offense. And, and I think it was a nice selection for them to replace Alex Mack. So we'll see if the rookie's ready to go there at center for Atlanta. And Alex Mack, uh, who knows, maybe a reunion with Kyle Shanahan in the offseason when he becomes a free agent now, the, the aging veteran. I think he's about 35 years old. And, and this is going to be an odd free agent market. We'll see what kind of money players get in this goofy 2021 with the salary cap coming down. But let's talk week 16 while we're here, Chris, and start looking at your six-pack. Who do you like this week with your uh, first selection in the Friday, Saturday, Sunday six-pack? Are, are you looking at the games for the entire weekend other than Monday? Everything but the the Friday game, we'll treat that like okay. the Thursday game. So we're doing Saturday and Sunday as usual. And I like the little sound effect, by the way. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I sometimes forget to, that it's here and I got to use it. So, yeah, let's crack one more here. We got the we got the Sunday six pack. Let's go. Oh, I have another for the holidays. Oh, yeah. Uh, we can crack open the old six pack right now. But uh, First pick, we're going with the Los Angeles Rams plus one and a half at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, first of all, you look at these two teams and uh, the Rams have just matched up very well with the Seahawks, you know, over the years. Uh, this has been a divisional uh, matchup that's kind of been – one-sided over the last five you had rams 36 31 and 33 31 in 2018 in 2019 the seahawks won by a point on a uh you know there were some field goal shenanigans with the rams there uh, they could have won that game and then the rams beat them in the second matchup 28 12 and then rams 24 16 uh, a few weeks ago sean mcveigh uh, very good at game planning against seattle in, in this schottenheimer era seattle's been struggling 23 or fewer points in four of their last six games after scoring under 30 only once in the first eight. So, uh, you know, they're, they're not letting Russ cook quite as much. Uh, don't really blame them uh, against, uh, you know, some of the defenses they faced, Washington and, and this Rams defense. But uh, this is the, the game that essentially is responsible. If the Jets don't get Trevor Lawrence, this is why. Because the Rams are completely looking past the Jets last week. Um, you know, Jared Goff even said as much. Uh, after the game, he's like, you know, we know the Seahawks game is important. Uh, and uh, that I think you're going to get the best effort from the Rams. Sean McVay uh, with these Rams in his tenure since 2017 on the road, coming off a loss, eight and one against the spread. McVay's done well against the Seahawks in general, too. Yeah, he's uh, so in the last five matchups, the Seahawks are one in four and their one win was by a point. So if you can get the one and a half, they wouldn't have covered this spread in the last five matchups. They wouldn't have covered it since 2017. I think this was my first pick in our six pack yesterday too. Yeah, I, this I like this one a lot. This was your second pick. You, you had second pick? Okay. the you, you picked against your Steelers with your first uh, right, pick. That right, was the right. one you were most confident about is picking against your Steelers. <laughs> uh, but there, and there's maybe some movement on this line as well, right? Uh, we're like talking it, about the the Steelers. The, or the no, the Rams. Uh, the Rams line. Rams, there might be yeah. some movement there, either towards even or away from even. Yeah, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but when, when you have a number that's inside of a field goal, uh, you will see it shift back and forth depending on the action. Um, it's not quite as significant as you would think just because three is really the key number. So sometimes even the favorite and the underdog will shift, but um, it, it's not as significant. Uh, it's just kind of the books uh, reacting to the money. But if it, if it goes to three one way or the other, that's when you really want to take note. I doubt it will. Uh, I would guess this ends somewhere near a pick, and I, I would take the Rams down to a pick. Is that a kind of a trick for the house to just kind of, oh, we'll give it, we'll go from pick the plus one and a half, and people think they're getting a lot, you know? I mean, just stay away from three, but we're going to try to attract some some fish, you know? 
Not not necessarily. So the, if if the books are doing anything, um, it's usually going to be with the with the opening lines. If you know people bet favorites more often, so if they're going to shade a line, they'll usually shade it to open. But once you start, once you see it start moving, it's generally just uh, the books reacting to the market. So you know if there's money coming in on one side, they'll move the line in that way, or if some sharp, uh, you know, well respected guys that they respect uh, are hitting a certain side, they may move the line uh, in that direction. But uh, so, so really if, if the books aren't trying to trick anyone, uh, but they, you, you will see them shade, you know, certain teams, you know, maybe the Packers, the Patriots in, in years past uh, on the opener um, and see if the, uh, and see how the, the market reacts, but uh, it's gotcha. just kind of a reaction here. All right. We've got Rams over Seahawks Rams getting a point and a half here for the action network. More picks to come. Speaking of sports books, Bet Online has you covered for everything you need. The best lines on the NFL schedule. We've got college football winding down. It's bowl season. Some really fun games there, and a ton of really cool props, draft, off-season transactions, coaches, a ton of fun stuff that we should get into on a later date on this program. Especially those draft props. I love those. Bet Online has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Win yourself a little bit of money. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner. At betonline underscore ag on Twitter to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Betonline.ag. Looking for a healthy snack that tastes great? Of course you are. Why wouldn't you be? It holds you over that protein, low sugar, everything you need in a snack that will actually tide you over, not make you want to run to a bag of chips and cram that down your gullet. And best of all, you can save 20% with promo code locked on at builtbar.com. These bars are not only high in protein and high in fiber, but they're also low calorie and low sugar, which I don't really know how they do it because they taste too good, but they do it. And it's amazing. Even good for a keto diet. Feel good about yourself. Have a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Great for the health conscious folks out there that can help your diet lose, maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat that is high in protein. Go to builtbar.com, promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off your next order. Promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Pick number two in the Saturday, Sunday six pack in week 16 is the Jacksonville Jaguars plus seven and a half against the Chicago bears. The Bears, they've had a good little little streak here. Um, you know, we knew they weren't anywhere near as good as, you know, their, what is it, 4-5-0 or five and oh record to open the year. But now they've gotten on a little streak, and uh, the market is overvaluing them a, more than a touchdown on the road. You know, I don't care if it's the Jaguars. Um, you know, this is just a, a, a team that you can't count on their offense. The Jaguars have been – uh, very competitive in, in some games. Now they did get blown out by the Ravens and, and the Steelers in back-to-back weeks. But before that, four of their last five games were within four points. So uh, this is a team that can hang around. 
uh, with the, you know, the non-elite teams. And I don't think the Bears are anywhere in that elite conversation. They're also dealing with cluster injury luck in their secondaries. You have Deion Bush, uh, Buster Screen, uh, Jalen Johnson. So a big part of that secondary uh, is missing. And uh, this is one of those kind of fade the public type of picks. Uh, you see a team, the public, you know, sees a team, big points, three games in a row. The Bears, 30 points, three games in a row. And uh, historically, when you see a team that has scored 30 or more, because that kind of catches people's eyes, uh, going against a non-elite opponent, 40 and 62 against the spread, just 39%. You know, teams coming off a a three-game streak of 30 or more points. So uh, just kind of a wet-down spot for the Bears, and you're getting that extra half point uh, here against a team that has shown it can keep it close. So Jaguars, ugly. Plus seven and a half against Chicago. Cluster injury luck. I like that. Uh, and, and boy, coaches, there's nothing they like, like less than cluster injury luck when you just get a position just destroyed. And to that point, the Bears D really hasn't been the same for a month and a half. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, they've been winning with, with offense, which is, Bound to regress. And you look at some of the teams they played. I mean, they played the Detroit Lions, who, I mean, they're talk about a team ravaged by injuries. Then you played the Houston Texans in a game that they were missing half the team. And then uh, they had the really good game against Minnesota. Montgomery's coming on, but you're talking about the Chicago Bears. You're talking about Mitch Trubisky. Like nothing's really changed. They just played. Uh, you know, they just went on a little streak, played some some soft defenses. The Jaguars are another one, but uh, we've seen this team keep it close, especially against some of these NFC North teams. Remember, they lost by four to the Packers, and then they took the Vikings to overtime and lost by three. So uh, something about the Jags and the NFC North uh, tends to uh, tends to bring out the best in them. Chris, yeah. it's got to be kind of hard for you because, like, I was previewing Steelers-Colts all week because, you know, I have a sideshow, obviously, and it kept coming back to, but, boy, they played bad defenses, you know, like both teams. Like, there's so many bad defenses right now. Like half the league is bad defenses. Yeah, and the Colts and Steelers in particular, I believe, played the two easiest uh, right right schedules. So yeah, yeah it's it, it's crazy. Um, but you know that's kind of why you have to look at you know the uh, the, the schedule adjusted. You know, DVOA for example is schedule adjusted. Uh, you can go on Sharp Football Stats and get the you know schedule uh, you know strength of schedule ratings and things like that. So um, that that is important in kind of handicapping these these situations. That's a really good point because um, really, especially this time of year, a lot of the nuance is you know trying to handicap. Okay, you know we've had a, a large sample size of games, but that might not necessarily be predictive of what's to come because you have to adjust for the uh, the strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. That's why we love having you on, Chris. You bring all the, the knowledge and all that uh, data, and it really hel- informs my picks and helps me make my picks when we do ours on Friday. So uh, it's unfortunate that we made our picks yesterday instead this week. So I don't get to use that uh, all that extra stuff I learned from you every episode to make my picks. But and it's funny because the Jaguars was my upset special of the week. I uh, I brought it up with Matt when we were previewing those games, and I, and I said it was a lock. The Jaguars are going to win this game and screw it up, and then the Jets are going to end up <laughs> back with the number one overall pick. But I didn't like it enough to put it in my six-pack. If I was doing it tomorrow and you picked them too, I might have gone, gone with it in the six-pack because I wanted to make sure we didn't keep track of it if I did get that one wrong. But it makes me feel better about that that call. I said they're going to win it straight up uh, now that you've put them in your six-pack. So I love it. Let's go Jags. <laughs> so right now, uh, looking in the Action Network app, you know we have the bet and the money percentages. 
69% of the bet tickets have come in on the Chicago Bears, right? Wow. 91% of the money is on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So wow. essentially, wow. you know, all of, all of the big money here uh, is on the Jags uh, in this spot. The public is, this is like a classic Sharps versus Square, um, you know, play. That doesn't guarantee that it's going to hit, but uh, the big money definitely on the Jags in this spot. BP wants to see the Jags win, lose Lawrence, and then it goes falls back to the Jets. He's just he just wants more chaos. I just want more <laughs> chaos, yeah. No, and then I want it to flip again in Week 17. There you go, right? Yeah, I mean we got we got to have something to watch for with these with these bad teams. <laughs> you know what I really kind of want is a team that doesn't need a quarterback to get the first pick, and then all or, all yeah. hell really ensue with with trades and, and all kinds of craziness. But unfortunately, the Bengals uh, went and and. and Knocked off the Steelers there, which is another good point about the Jaguars and bad teams beating good teams. We saw the Jets win. We saw the Bengals win. And those teams are equally as bad as the Jaguars are. Oh, yeah, that that was another one of the, those big upsets. You know, the Steelers. And, and let's, let's talk about the Steelers because I know you I think you guys are going against the Steelers. The Steelers. I mean, we love the Steelers this week. Like this yeah. is. Yeah. You know, this is. This is the bounce back spot. It has to be. I mean, you look at. All the trends, you know, so, you know, we have our Action Labs data. I have, you know, a bunch of systems set up for, for different things. I have right now, I'm looking at seven, seven trends on the Steelers and, and nothing on the Colts. I mean, you have Mike Tomlin coming off a loss, 57% against the spread. Mike Tomlin is an underdog, 65% in his career, uh, an underdog on a three-game straight-up losing streak, 170, 125, and 9, 58%. Uh, since 2003 against the spread, nine and six, uh, 60% this season. Uh, you know, this is just the spot where, you know, but we've kind of talked about it. Both of these teams have faced easy schedules. Uh, the Colts kind of can lose a game the same way the Steelers can. You have Phillip Rivers, who uh, can play very well at times, uh, just like Big Ben, but at other times, you know, liable to turn the football over. Uh, you know, arm is not quite what it used to be. So you still have the Steelers number one in, in, in defensive DVOA, number one in weighted DVOA. Uh, both offenses are, are, are kind of shaky. The Steelers have been running even, you know, their luck has just on offense has been terrible to the point where, you know, early in the year we were saying, hey, like this Steelers team is way overrated. Uh, they, you know, their offense is just very mediocre. But now, I mean, every week it's like 18 drops and, right. and turnovers. So, yeah, I'm buying the Steelers bounce back here. Uh, I expect them to win this game now. We've we said that for the past uh, few weeks, but, um, you know, it's it, a team is unlikely. When you think about it uh, from another perspective, like the Steelers were never going to go undefeated. It was very unlikely, but they're also unlikely to, to go on a four-game losing streak here. You look at uh, Frank Reich, and when he's coming off a, a multi-game win streak, Going against him, fading him, you're eleven and four against the spread in his career, including four and one this season. So this is just that natural regression, wet down spot for the Colts, uh, bounce back spot for the Steelers. Mike Tomlin, I mean, you know, he's too good of a coach. This team is too good, even with some of the injuries and, and not playing well, uh, to keep losing games. So love the Steelers this week. Really good points, and, and I'll be honest. I mean. I've let my emotions cloud my judgment on this one a little bit too much because I've been mad at the Steelers after watching that Monday night debacle. But you're right. I mean, if they win, 
quality AFC opponent in their own building. They almost always win those games. It's such a Tomlin Steelers bounce back after an embarrassing loss to come in and win this game, possibly even handily. And to your point about the schedule, I just heard this about the Colts. It's kind of crazy. So far, they've played, what, 14 games. Four of those were against replacement head coaches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guys right. fired already. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, and, and the Steelers have like, I mean, they have like seven games against backup quarterbacks or something. So, right. right, it, right. Yeah. It, it's crazy on both sides. But, um, you know, this is just kind of the natural, you know, the ebbs and flows of the NFL. I mean, every kind of historical, you know, spot you look at to try to say, okay, you know, how is, how is this? kind of played out in the past when you have a situation like this even you know the Steelers haven't covered in uh, I believe it's four games now uh, teams on you know four to six game against the spread losing streaks 42 and 20 68 uh, percent against the spread uh, over the last couple of decades so I mean just every kind of uh, bounce back spot trend thing that you could kind of you know sim- similar games in with similar opponents uh, it all favors the Steelers, and and, and I think these teams, I, I think the Steelers are the better team. Uh, I project them as actually a one point favorite uh, in this matchup, and you know that may sound crazy, but it's just just as we you know them starting eleven and zero would have sounded crazy uh, before it happened. So this is kind of just the the natural ebbs and flows of the of the NFL here. All right, three down, three to go. We're halfway there. We'll finish up the Action Network six pack with Chris Raybon next. All right, Chris, let's finish strong. We've got Rams, Jags, Steelers so far in your six-pack. Pick four for these Saturday, Sunday holiday games. Going back, going back to the Denver Broncos a week after they get just demolished by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, just, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. You know, this is it, betting. It's either you're, you're betting against teams that you bet on the prior week, um, you know, if, if you're doing good, and sometimes – uh, you end up betting on a team that got demolished the week before that you may have lost on. And you look at Denver and getting the three and a half here against the Chargers, uh, still think these are two evenly matched teams. You know, the, the Bills have been a buzzsaw lately. I mean, they've been just, you know, exceeding expectations really against every single opponent, not even just winning, just blowing teams out. So you can't read too much into, you know, this Broncos blowout loss. Road teams, especially this is another kind of spot where the public really, you know, will stay away and will give you some value. It's probably why we're getting the the three and a half year road teams off a uh, blowout loss, 20 points or more uh, against uh, that coming back the next week against non elite teams. So teams with a winning percentage of uh, 60 or under 137, 88 and four, a 62% uh, against the spread record over the past two decades. And that's teams on the road, Again, coming off a 20 or more point blowout loss. So, you know, that's just another one of those things that kind of shows you you just have to kind of psychologically, you know, get that score from last week out uh, of, of your brain. But you look at the the Broncos and, you know, Vic Fangio, even when he's been shorthanded, because let's face it, this team's have really kind of been shorthanded his whole tenure here, whether it's been on the offense or the defense. Um, you know, he's, they still found a way to win against uh, what has been a superior Charger team, uh, you know, each of the last three matchups. So, you know, Anthony Wynn uh, has not beat uh, Vic Fangio here. So, uh, and, and he's also in LA, this is still Anthony Wynn. Like, you know, they got a couple wins. The Raiders, I mean, the Raiders and the Chargers, none of them wanted to win that game uh, on Thursday no. night. <laughs> right. And uh, I mean, it was just ridiculous. You had the, you had the sack and then and the missed field goal. And then the Raiders throw a pass to the fullback in, in, in the red zone. And, 
it was it was ugly. But uh, Anthony Wynn as a favorite in LA, eight fifteen and one against the spread, covering at just a thirty five percent clip. Denver will have Brandon McManus back. He was out last week. Uh, that cost them some points. And remember, for the Chargers, Badgley is struggling. So really like this at, at three and a half. Uh, at three, it's, you know, I, I still see value. But uh, if you can get that three and a half, uh, that's where I would really love it. One of the betting trends that have treated me well this year, and I bring it up a lot, is whoever's getting points in a Chargers game, take them. Because, you know, they, they play close games, but they never win. And I was with you last week on betting on Denver, and I'm not afraid to go back to that because I feel like they can play tight, close to the vest games, you know, with a pretty decent defense and a really good defensive-minded coach. And if they get down heavy, Drew Locke's going to do his Jameis Winston impression and just throw like crazy and sometimes get him back into it. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the, the prior two games, you know, they were three-and-a-half-point underdogs to Carolina, so the same spread – and they go, they go there and uh, and they beat Carolina 32-27. Watt throws four touchdowns. The week before that, they're, uh, they're dogs to Kansas City, and they cover in that one, lose by six points. So, And then before that, of course, was the Kendall Hinton game. Before that, uh, they were underdogs against Miami and beat them 20-13. to now, now the defense, you know, the secondary is decimated. It helps for the Chargers that uh, – it helps for the Broncos that Keenan Allen looks like he's banged up for the Chargers – uh, not at 100%, but uh, this Broncos team is very competitive uh, most weeks, and I, I expect a good bounce back here. We do have to keep this moving and get to the last two picks, but one more note on that game. When I saw the line, it just it felt like it should have been closer to a pick and that they were given the classic you know, three points to the home team with the Chargers, and I just feel like it's too much this year with the way things are with, uh, with home and away records and, and the home team advantage. Yeah, home field has essentially been worth nothing uh, this year. Now, you know, some teams like the Packers and, and the Chiefs, you know, you'll get a a little bit of a bump, but generally it's been it's been worth nothing. And uh, this is just kind of national TV, Chargers win, national TV, Broncos get destroyed. All right, pick number five in your Sunday six-pack is? The Vegas Raiders. They are plus three against the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, again, a cover machine this year. Usually find value fading those teams uh, late in the year. Uh, the Raiders, home underdog in their third straight home game. You know, kind of forget about that. But historically, those teams are 33-22-2 against the spread, covering at a 60% uh, clip. And then another team on a, on a, on a against the spread losing streak. And, and you kind of expect a bounce back here. You know, Mariota looked Pretty good, except aside from that one throw. Of course, that really hurt him. That that one throw against the uh, against the Chargers. But whether it's him, whether it's Carr, um, you know, I expect the Raiders to come out and and play a, a much better game and bounce back here. You know, they've kind of been they it's really gone downhill since that Chiefs game. But we know the Raiders can compete with anybody. And, and again, this Dolphins team. I mean, they play the Patriots. The Patriots can't. They, they can't throw the uh, the football. They don't kick the field goal. I mean, it, it just yeah. the Patriots just kind of unraveling here. So. The Dolphins, I think, still are going to have trouble uh, scoring points, even against a, a team like the Raiders. And the Raiders, you know, they're getting healthier. Only Cleveland Farrell was on uh, the injury, uh, didn't practice Wednesday due to injury reasons. So remember, this Raiders team has been decimated uh, over these past few weeks. So this is just a ba- another another bounce back spot late in the year. And, and one more note, you, you usually find the value on teams with less to play for. So I know Miami, they're still kind of in it. The Raiders are all but eliminated. Usually find value on the other side, the team like the Jaguars uh, against the Bears, similar situation. 
I heard Raider games of the 32 teams have been the highest scoring of the year, and that's not really Miami style. So I, I think I would probably lean towards Vegas here as well because I think they'll score. Absolutely. And and if you score, you put two, uh, even against a defense that is shaky, you still put them, you know, you, you put them in a, a situation where you're more likely to, to get a turnover or something like that. And uh, yeah, so, but really just a bounce back spot, home dog, uh, you know, team going across the country, coming off a big win. I yeah. mean, this is all the makings of a wet down spot. See, I think I see it the opposite way. This was in my six pack, so I'm glad we're going head to head. I love Miami. They've treated me so well all, all year long. I don't see a fade in this team, and, and it could happen, but uh, I, I had no problem giving up those three points. I, I like Miami a lot over the Raiders. I think uh, the Raiders' defense has enough problems that Miami's going to be able to move the ball on offense as they did against the Patriots, as they've done a lot this year, even though they don't have a lot of big names on the offensive side of the ball, and then play that um, that trademark now solid defense that they've been playing all year as well. And I don't think it matters too much whether it's Mariota or Carr, but I would be a little bit more afraid if it's Mariota with a little bit of an extra spark for Las Vegas, Las Vegas' offense than if it was Derek Carr that started. Yeah, well, I mean, and also, you're getting plus three here with the Raiders. So, I mean, I do think this is a close game. So even if you think Miami's going to win, do you think they blow them out? Mm, maybe, yeah. maybe not. I doubt I, I doubt Miami gets a, a blowout here. Again, it's just this is just one of those spots late in the year. Uh, you know, teams going in opposite directions, just kind of a, a natural letdown for Miami bounce back for, for Vegas. Have you seen it at three and a half, or do you think it could get to three and a half? I actually doubt it. Uh, I think yeah. there's going to be enough money on the Raiders to, to keep it here. It's an interesting point about teams – playing better sometimes when they're free and they're they're no longer in that playoff hunt like the Raiders are mad they missed out on the playoffs now it doesn't matter now they're not tight now they're playing free and can go win a football game and we've seen it with some bad teams upsetting good teams and maybe they're just playing looser that, that's an interesting point you made yeah if you look at the the, the data it uh, it definitely supports that now uh, the final pick is uh, another letdown spot but it's two teams that really aren't playing for much uh, the Houston Texans minus eight oh. against the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, everyone saw the Bengals win on uh, on national TV. They beat the mighty Steelers and, uh, you know, Deshaun they're Watson. Terrible. They're terrible. Yeah, he's averaging eight and a half yards per pass attempt. They're <laughs> on Chad Hansen. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals team, they got a lot of turnovers. So, yeah, j- j- fading the Bengals come a uh, wet down spot coming off the big week. Yeah, Watson's far and away the, the biggest asset on the field, no matter what, in that game. How much better are the Texans than the Bengals, even if they don't play as well and don't have that magic? Should the Texans be favored by eight over anybody right now? I mean, I think so. I think in this spot, you know, it's it, it's I have it right around eight and a half. So, you know, it's uh, it's just you, you combine the efficiency of Watson with the, you know, the luck that Cincinnati had to win that game, the the uh, and the let the natural letdown spot. And uh, I think the Texans are in a good spot here. All right, good stuff. That is Chris Raybon of the Action Network. You can find his work at actionnetwork.com. Check out the Action Labs. And you can find him on Twitter at Chris Raybon. Chris, thank you so much, and Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, good luck this weekend. You too, man. Thank you. Chris will join us for the final time in the regular season, Week 17, next Thursday. We'll have to chat with him as well during the playoffs, I think, and maybe even during the offseason. Who knows? Talk some props. There's NFL draft props. I bet online there's so much great stuff to bet on and fun stuff to talk about who's going to be the next head coaches around the league. Matt and I will be back Monday. Hope everyone has a great holiday. Talk to you guys Monday, breaking down everything we saw from these holiday football games right here, Peacock and Williamson.